0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Care with me, Angie Fatal. My pronouns are she, they, and I right now sitting in my dining room am on the unceded land of the Multnomah, Wasco, Calitz, Cathlamet, Clackamas, Bands of Chinook, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Malala, and many other tribes that made their homes here and around the Columbia River. Before we get into it today, I wanted to update you on the archery workshop that I did this past Sunday to raise money for missing, murdered, and indigenous people. It was a total success. I raised over $200. We had a great time. I had donations as well. It was really, for me, a really good way to raise money while also learning something, while also having fun. So it's like celebrating life while you're also saying the things that are happening to Indigenous people are not right and I'm going to do whatever I can to participate in ending that or helping fund ending that. So it felt like a great way for me to celebrate my birthday and celebrate with other people while also raising money. So thank you to everybody that donated and showed up and showed up. I can talk today. Um, The other thing that I want to remind everybody is there is still space in the Colorado Meditative Archery Workshops that will be held in Golden, Colorado on October 7th through the 9th. If you've never done it, this is the perfect time. There are multiple workshops to choose from, and all of the workshops are basically the same format. It is the meditative archery, which is Jungian, journaling, and then shooting. And it is very somatic. There are different focuses in those individual workshops. And the focus are the focuses are more for people that have never done it that might go, well, I kind of need some help trying to figure out what I want to journal and shoot with. You might not need that. A lot of us have rage, anger, grief. Loneliness, disregard, abandonment, all on the surface. And we're working through it already. And this is a really amazing, if I do say so myself, way to kind of access those things. But you're not just accessing those things to kind of sit in that tension. You're accessing them in a somatic way to get release or to... I mean, release comes regardless. This is a very empowered an embodied way to get out that work. And with the archery, it makes it feel at the end like you didn't even do hard work. It's an amazing thing. And you get to shoot on the Angie Fatal Archery Range. This is a love collab between myself, Kathy Escobar, the Refuge Community, and Beauty Heels, And we've been doing this for a while, and I think we've kind of honed it in in a way that so many more people are able to join and makes it really fun. This year we have an added queer meditative archery which is all inclusive to anybody who is LGBTQAI+ plus or is a family member and is trying to support, stand with, affirm those people that they love. It just we're creating a safe space where queer people do not have to fear anybody that they might be shooting around. The other thing that we've added, we've sort of done a little bit of this in the past, but we've added primarily a team building focus. If you are part of a organization or where you work is looking for empowering and embodied ways to team build, this is a good way to do it. If your family just wants to come together and feel empowered, this is a good way to do it. If you have a group of friends that you're looking for a fun, empowering way to be in your bodies and also feel like a badass, this is a great way to do it. I will put the link to everything you could possibly need to know in the show notes. Also remember that you can email me at angiefadal at gmail and ask me any questions if you're unsure. I think that's it. That catches us all up, and here we go. Today, I want to talk a little bit about autumn equinox and i also want to go back to what we talked about last week ugh it's my birthday again and talk a little bit about what i did to kind of help myself be in my body to make peace with the turmoil that i feel around this time i told you all that i would check back in and i'm gonna do it during our time together um I want to do something that feels grounding to me. If you're in a place right now or you can get in a place where you can do something that feels grounding, something that is sort of setting the time aside, some people some people might call that like creating an atmosphere or making the space feel holy or sacred, whatever you want to call it. I'm gonna do something right now in the middle of also listening to my cat's jingle bells as she's looking for treats that possibly dropped under under the counter. I am going to create a space. So what you'll hear is me lighting a match. What you'll hear is me dropping a match. <laughs> Keeping that in, because it's real life. What you'll hear is me striking a match. And I have a incense that my friend Tam and I and my friend Molly made a couple of winters ago. And I'm lighting that. Some of you will remember it because I did a video of me lighting one in the forest. And then I'm just gonna let that burn while we meet. So the smoke is filling my living room. So it's kind of a nod to setting space that's intentional and i i really like that i'll back up a second there's there's lots of things i want to talk about one of those things around the equinox that i think is really important and maybe if you grew up as an evangelical or charismatic or a baptist you did not have a church calendar and that's okay but these things that mark time for um For a lot of people that practice Christianity, the church calendar is the way that marks those specific dates and times in meaningful ways. I didn't have that growing up. We didn't mark any particular calendar. I mean, we celebrated Christmas. We celebrated Easter, which was basically getting up at sunrise to go celebrate the birth of Jesus, um, there was no other kind of rhythm. And what I found as I age, I don't know if it's an age thing, is that I need more things that kind of remind me that it's a specific time. And often those things come with them, ways that we can focus Rituals that we can do, things that just center us naturally. The church calendar does that and also other things do that. You do not have to be religious to have things that move you to a certain kind of rhythm. And maybe the rhythm is just the reminder. Some of us need reminders of, oh, winter's coming, it's going to start to get dark It's going to stay dark longer, at least in this side of the world. The other side is just coming into summer, so the days are going to get longer. There are things that we can practice and put into place that kind of bring meaning to that. We don't need to bring meaning to things. Sometimes if we have rituals and practices that we can include, it just can expand the meaning. And people have been doing this since humans came along. When it was dark, it was the signal for certain things. When the sun stayed out longer, it was a signal for certain things. This is the last longest day of the year on this side of the equator, which means this was the last harvest we could do. Because it didn't mean people weren't harvesting out of that, but this was the last longest day that we could bring in the last of the harvest. And there's so many ideas that can be pulled with just that symbolism. Like, what do you want to reap and what do you want to sow in your life? What do you want to bury (laughs) because winter's coming and, you know, trees all lose their leaves and they start to focus their energy on staying alive. What do you want to have be growing under the surface. There's so many ways that we can connect this that could bring meaning, and you don't have to do that. I think what I find is it causes me to slow down, and that's why I like it. I have this tendency, which I've talked about on here, to push and push and push. And what I really long for is to have a rhythm. What I really long for is to allow myself to give myself the permission to slow down and sort of following a calendar, following the natural course of light and dark, where the moon is, where the seasons are, can give permission in itself that it's time to slow down. Because this was the time, at least again, on this side of the equator, this was the time that, you know, people had brought in their stores Mostly all of what they were going to have for the winter were in, and they could work on things that they wanted to do in the dark times, which probably was sewing things or knitting things or spending a lot of time indoors in front of a fire. I don't know. <laughs> we have modern life, so by default we could depend on modern lights and modern conveniences which i'm not i don't have any problem with those things or we could say i wonder if there's something that this time could show me and that's i guess that's that's my long way of saying i'm curious about it because i'm curious about putting things in my life one that slow me down one that teach me rhythm because every living thing has a rhythm and humans really could benefit from having rhythms that slow us down, that, you know, help us to store our energy for the time that we need it, not push ourselves to exhaustion, all these things that I think we would benefit from, giving ourselves permission. Winter is coming, the permission is I can slow down, I can teach myself to. <laughs> One of, my, one of my winter things is gonna be to take n- the knots of wood and to try to teach myself with my Dremel how to make a mug. I don't know if I can do it, but I've got four knots that I found, four that could be turned into mugs, and also I could make mistakes on, and then one that I can turn into a spoon. Do I know what w- I'm doing? No, but I'm gonna try. The other thing is last year, I think my it might have been the year before, but I retaught myself how to make a pine needle basket. And it was nice. You know, it's it's gets dark here sometimes at three. Sometimes the sun never fully comes out because it's overcast all day. And in the evenings, you know, sometimes with candles or music going, I would work on making a pine needle basket. Mine is more like a small to medium sized pine needle bowl. It was not perfect, but I enjoyed myself because I was working with my hands and that's something I do enjoy. But often I don't give myself time to do it because I busy myself. And I really enjoy creating. I enjoy making body casts. I enjoy weaving things together. Am I a weaver? No. All of this stuff is more like folk art where I've taught myself how to do it or I'm interested in exploring whether I can do it or not. Are these equinox things? I don't know. That's not the point. They're, it's like a return to self. I think that's that's another thing that I'm I find with winter. I know a lot of people are very excited when summer comes. And I enjoy, you know, being outdoors. I enjoy being in the sun. I enjoy when it's sunny longer. There is a point in autumn where I'm so restless for the air to cool, for things to slow down, that I kind of get super antsy. And I think it's the more I'm Longing to slow, the more antsy I get. (laughs) And it's a longing, I guess, for me to give myself permission. Permission to slow down. Permission to not be striving to figure out how to get people to sign up for my workshops or try to get spiritual direction clients. Or in some ways it will be more, you know, in dark times, not only physically dark outside but the symbolism of darkness sometimes has a negative connotation I think what happens to me in winter is because I allow myself to slow down things ferment foment yeah oops things foment and I can kind of the things that I've been struggling with are wiggling around kind of find their own place probably because I've slowed down Why don't you try it? If you've never practiced anything like equinox or solstice, practice it. Tonight is equinox, the longest daylight we have before the darkness, before it starts to get dark sooner. Do one thing. Go outside before you go to sleep and look at the stars and take some deep breaths. Go on a walk around the block. You can do this with your kids. You can do this with your partner. You can call up a friend and say, hey, I know this is really short notice, but I'm interested in the equinox and I want to go on a walk and I don't want to go by myself. Are you interested? You could light a candle, shut off all the lights in your house, don't turn on the TV, don't turn on a computer or look at your phone. And even for 5, 10, 20, 30 minutes, just let that candle flicker. If it's with people that you feel safe with, you could add telling a story of maybe something that they don't know about you. Not necessarily secret or something you're ashamed of, but just a way to open it up and you can say, hey, bring a story that you want to share with us, like the um, two truths and a lie game. Maybe with a group of safe people, you were not allowed to have fires yet because it's so dry here. But if you're allowed to have fires where you live, you could have a little fire pit or put it in a barbecue and write something that you want to let go of and write something that you want to bring in and set it alight in the fire pit. And you can say it out loud with friends or not say it and just hold that space. There are so many simple ways of connecting to Earth, connecting to rhythm, connecting to yourself, connecting to your friends, connecting to family. We don't have to overthink it. And guess what? If you're listening to this a week from now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be on Equinox. Often I miss the full moon. Or for a long time I didn't know what the difference between a full moon and a new moon was. So I would get really excited, like, oh, I finally I finally figured out the moon rhythms. And I'd go out to look at the new moon, thinking it was the full moon. And the new moon, you can't see anything. Because it's completely covered. It doesn't matter. I wasn't raised with this stuff because any kind of connection to Earth, to rhythms, to the moon, to tarot, to lighting incense to my own female power was off limits because it was considered pagan or witchy. That's bullshit. Things that connect us to earth, connect us to ourselves, connect us to other people in a way that is meaningful and grounding are not bad. And that's what those power systems are afraid of. They're afraid of us getting in touch with our power. They're afraid of us connecting to something outside of ourselves that grounds us. It's a woman's power, a person fully standing in their power is scary, especially when it comes in the form of a female body. So that often gets oppressed. So all of these things that are connected to that a lot of us have been, it's been forbidden fruit. And I want to say, it's not forbidden fruit. If you're interested and it's safe for you and it's not hurting anybody else, then try it. So that brings me back to my birthday and that brings me back to what I told you I would fill you in on. So my birthday is gonna be on Sunday. And I am going to let it be what it is. I I didn't get to inviting people till quite a few days after I <laughs> told you that I'd already kind of set myself up by not inviting people. My friend Molly came over on Sunday and we went on a walk. And I was telling her, you know, what I had learned about myself. And that sometimes it's a setup if I forget to invite people. And sometimes I just don't have the space. And. She offered to do it. And I was like, oh, no, no, that's okay. And then after she went home, I realized, no, I need her help. I need to say yes, would you help me? And so the next day when she got off work, Monday, I called her and I said, actually, I changed my mind. Would you be willing to do it? And I know that it is very possible that most of the people won't be able to come and I'm okay with that. And she did it. So I I was really proud of myself. It is hard for me to ask for help. And I did. And I'm letting people help me. I'm letting Molly help me and Todd's helping me. And I'm going to continue to try to take help. And when I get a chance to light a fire, I'm going to remember that I want to burn that idea of not asking for help. And I want to re-engage or engage more frequently asking for help. The other thing that I did, I was in the backyard, my grapes needed to be harvested. This is the first year I've actually had grapes and so I was clipping the grapes and as I was clipping the grapes, I was clipping huge vines. And then I saw all these vines sitting on my chair and I went, I wanna make a wreath. I love to work with my hands, like I said, but often I forget. And so I was just in the backyard waiting for Molly to get there to go on our walk, and I made a huge wreath just by twisting grapevines together. And then I hung it on my wall in my living room, and it's probably two feet by two feet. It's pretty big. And then when I got home and Molly left, I made another small wreath for my door. And then yesterday... I took myself to the woods with my dogs. I was kind of restless, I didn't have any work and I was feeling weird about some stuff that I had to, a lot was going on. I was processing a lot, I won't, I won't bore you with the details, but I was like, okay, I've got some free time, I'm gonna go to the woods, took my dogs, and I was, as I was walking, I was also collecting stuff off the ground because <clears throat> now that my wreaths have dried, they were looking kind of peaked. So I came home with that stuff and added it to my wreaths. And while I made, well, while I plumped up the wreaths, if you will, that is a mouthful, I lit more of the incense. I listened to some music, and I made the wreaths. And then after that, the other thing that I did was I make fire cider every year and have, I think, for the last five years. If you don't know what fire cider is, um, look it up. It's this amazing tonic made out of vinegar, onions, garlic, peppers, echinacea, I put a bunch of different stuff in it. Um turmeric and anyway. It's kind of like everything I do, I'm realizing I'm kind of the the whole kitchen sink, throw everything in. And then raw honey and vinegar, and you let it set for three weeks and it's really good for fighting off infections. It's it's just amazing. And so I had the time, but I didn't just have the time. I'm, I'm not trying to make something sacred, but I will tell you that I kind of look at life or I try to look at life like everything is sacred. Everything, going to the bathroom, taking a dump, farting, burping, interacting with somebody on the street, running away from somebody that you don't want to talk to, all of it is sacred. All of it is life and all of it is beautiful. And the more I can embrace the things that are deemed disgusting, and the more I can take those things and put them together with the things that naturally seem beautiful, like smelling a beautiful rose or, you know, dancing in the moonlight, I don't know. It just, it centers me. And one of the ways I can do that is, similar to going back to creating space around Equinox, is to go, I'm going to light a candle. I'm going to listen to music. I'm going to be as present as I can while I'm making this recipe. I'm going to be as present as I can while I'm making this wreath. And by present, I don't mean, oh, I'm centered down and I'm, in my body. I might be, but I'm just like in the moment. And sometimes we can't be in the moment because there's so many distractions and life pressures that even the things that we find joy in, the joy gets sucked out because we've got a time crunch or we had to cut costs or, yeah, we had a hard day. All of those things that I did Will they make my birthday better? I'm not sure. Am I in a better place? Yeah, a little bit. There's still some tension inside of me, some sadness. And I think I said this last week, I might always have that, a little bit of that sadness for what my child self has gone through. And maybe that's the least I can give her is just to go, it's okay that we're sad right now. I would like to also find some joy, but I understand because so much of the calendar markers in her existence were traumatic. The ways that joy could come were traumatic. And if they weren't, they were too fleeting. And that's a revelation that I just had with you all right now, is maybe that's the least that we can give ourselves. The child in us, the abandoned, the abandoned part of us, the rejected part of us, the lonely part of us, the one that doesn't fit in, the one that um, the critical voice overrides, the the grief part of us, whatever part, whatever parts, plural, maybe that's the least we can give them, is just a moment in time to go, Yep. Yep, that was hard. Yep, that sucked. I'm here for you. I can hold you in this moment. And maybe I'm resisting because I want it to be easy. And that's completely fair. I have every right to want it to be easy because it's been really hard. And you have every right to want it to be easy because it's probably been pretty hard for you too. Creating ritual meaning, lighting candles, burning stuff. (laughs) That's not gonna make everything perfect, but it will create moments, will create containers to hold that, both the letting go and the bringing in, both the grief and the joy. It'll hold it all. If you wanna bring creator in, that's totally fair. Maybe for you that will expand it. If God, creator, a higher power has been ruined for you. Just provide your own space with your own inner wisdom. Grab a rock, you know, a branch off a tree, whatever helps you create the space and the meaning and the wonder that you need to stay in curiosity to create these spaces for yourself. That's all that equinox is. It's creating a space to let things go, bring things in, clean your house, not clean your house. It's in my mind it's supposed to be sort of like a fresh start. So I'm giving myself permission to have a little bit of a fresh start. And I'm saying if you need permission, here's a little permission for you to have a fresh start. Whatever it takes. You deserve the space, the fullness to have a fresh start and to create little spaces for yourself to feel the things that you need to feel and deserve to be felt. You deserve that. Thank you for listening. Remember who you are. You are worth knowing. You are worth loving. You are worth being in this world. Take care, everybody. If you like what you hear, I'd love to know. Reach out and tell me. You can email me at angiefatal at gmail. You can message me on angiefatal.com or my Instagram, angiefatal soulcare. I'd love to know it helps me to know that it's helpful to you like share subscribe <laughs> subscribe <laughs> like share subscribe rate review tell your friends more importantly if you sign up for my email list you'll get all the news you'll hear where the workshops are going to be in any place in the united states Upcoming workshops, the Halloween workshop that I do every year, my Galentines, my Valentines, my friend of mine around February, you'll hear everything that's coming and you'll be up on everything that I'm doing as well as any deals that I'm offering for archery or spiritual direction or anything like that. So the best way to keep track of what's going on is to sign up for my email. If you want to do that, you go to angiefatal.com, and it's the first thing that shows up. It'll flash and it'll say, do you want to sign up for my email? And you'll click yes. And that's it. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening.